Hello and welcome to the Take Up With Gazer Baby, where I sit down with someone new every week to discuss mental health, modern dating, social issues, pop culture, and hear other people's perspective as well as share my own. I hope you'll join me and who knows, maybe we could all learn something new. Today's topic is polyamory. I will be sitting down with my good friend, Case Graham. She's monogamous. I am polyamorous. And we're going to be sitting down answering some questions on the topic, all things polyam, giving our perspectives and experiences related. We're going to go ahead and get started with the questions that we have accumulated through Instagram. Can I ask you a question first? Yeah. Okay. If you were to define polyam, mm-hmm. just like define it for us in the beginning, because I feel like that's important because there are some misconceptions about what polyamorous relationships is. So what is being like, what is the definition of polyamorous? Um, it's the ability to love and be committed to more than one person. That's how I define it, at least. Um, people who are monogamous are committed romantically to one person. And I, as a polyam person, I can be romantically committed to more than one person simultaneously. Okay, so that's cool. All right. So, um, we have questions that you said that people have submitted. Um, one of the first ones here is... How was uh, polyam introduced into your current relationship? Um, So I am in a committed relationship that I have been in for three and a half years now, give or take. And um, it started out monogamous. We started out um, only being open to dating each other. And um, we didn't even bring up the conversation about polyamory until about two years into it so it's been about a year and a half that we and since we opened things up but it started because um being a bisexual woman um we had a conversation about if you know I can date him but also date women if that would be like okay and that Mm -hmm. opened the discussion and then I just I don't know the more we talked about it the more it just didn't make sense to like pick and choose like what if he was open to me being with like other women then why did it matter to like pick and choose you know, what genders that like qualify under that, you know, because people can identify all sorts of ways. So I didn't feel like cherry picking, like, you know, if we're either open or we're not, and we both seem to be okay with the idea. So I just didn't feel like um, making a big deal about what gender, you know, qualified, quote unquote, as being okay to like introduce into the relationship. Right. And I was already okay and always had been with the idea of him being with other people. That never bothered me. So um, I just brought it up in that way, and then over time, the more we discussed it, the more we just decided that um, it didn't really matter what gender that involved. Okay, and so like when you introduced this into your relationship, were there problems then that you had to to kind of conquer or figure out? Like it's different than it is mm-hmm. now, I'm assuming, because you've been, you know, practicing it. Mm-hmm. And so when you first started, what were those problems and how did you solve them? 
Okay, so yeah, we did run into some issues in the very beginning. Um, you know, it is an adjustment to deal with like feelings like jealousy and insecurity. And you know, later one of the questions will touch more in depth on how how we address those things. But you know, being new to um, our arrangement, we um, especially when I actually started dating for the first time someone else in a committed way. Um, yeah, some issues came up. There was issues okay. about how I would split my time equally between them where no one felt neglected and I kind of had issues doing that because um, I have like really bad driving anxiety so I would sometimes stay at my other partner's house because I was too scared to drive back here and then okay. for like I would be there for days and then you know my current partner um, would feel really like neglected that I, I wasn't spending time more equally between them. Um, and also there was jealousy on the other side because I do live with Hunter, so my other partner that I had at the time, when I was here, you know, since this is my home, I would spend a lot of time here, so they would right. feel neglected, so we kind of had to make an adjustment about how the time would equally be split between everybody, and also introducing them to each other, and having, um, okay. because we, we, we started with like a don't ask, don't tell, you know, we can do what we want as long as it's safe and consensual, but we just didn't really want to hear about it okay. in detail. But then it turned into, as we got more comfortable with the situation, it turned into um, now me and my two partners can hang out together, the three of us. Okay, so, so time management. Yeah, that was actually the biggest issue. Okay, so like for those who might... It's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know, a, a lot of people might not agree with me, but I think having one relationship is hard mm-hmm. enough um, mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure you are properly loving them and yep. spending, you know, spending time together. So like, how how did you solve those problems? Did you end yeah. up spending time together? Um, All three of you yes um, that helped a lot actually okay. um because then right. then we could i could spend time with them and they didn't feel as neglected and also a big um factor is that i also had to keep time i had to make time for myself you oh know? okay so because so, you're spending time with both people yeah. separately then mm-hmm. them together and then where's the time for you right and i was actually finding that i was getting really burnt out romantically where there was like so much romantic energy that I was putting in with my partners that it was becoming, um, you know, kind of, it was becoming really hard to find time for myself and, um, you know, that alone time to kind of recharge. So yeah, it was a little difficult and then it it took time to adjust and work those kinks out. But so what was the conversation? Did you just verbally say, okay, he, we need a we need to put up boundary. You had put up the boundary like okay, no, don't ask, don't tell in the beginning. Yeah. Then that changed. Mm-hmm. You had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. So communication is yes. what I'm hearing. So Huge. you communicated a boundary so you could, I don't know, refresh. <laughs> like sure I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like plug, unplug, and kind of yeah. Um, power up. I guess the um, I was actually really proud of. Um, Hunter when he had brought forth his concern about, hey, like, you know, I'm feeling a little neglected here, like, and I was like, whoa, that's really cool that, you know, you are, like, vocalizing that to me, and I was really proud of him, and, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to, like, bring up concerns like that in a new dating arrangement or situation, so I was really appreciative that he was open that that was a concern, and I was just, I just asked, like, what can I do to, like, make this easier for all of us, and, um, you know, he was just like, you know, honestly, just come home a little more often and spend and kind of break it up. I think, um, it was cause I was spending like chunks of time with like each person that, um, 
the solution that we found was that I would just break it up more often, like, you know, one day with one partner, one day with another partner, one day for myself. Okay, and that one day for with you. both of us. Yeah, and just like breaking it up into like smaller like portions where it wasn't just I'm at one house for a week straight and barely talk to one partner. I'm at another house for a week straight and I don't talk much to the other one. And then I, you know, crash and don't talk to anyone. It was sort of like finding a way to to like have smaller doses of everything right. and compartmentalize. Um. So just along that line. Um, so versus when you started, uh, you know, this type of relationship mm. to now, how is it going now? Um, now it's, uh, it's going, but it's also not going <laughs> at all because <laughs> neither of us are, neither okay. of us are dating anyone else. Okay. So, so now you're, yeah, I mean, you're open to it, but you're right. not practicing it. And I think it's a misconception that like when someone becomes poly and that they're just constantly like just dating a million people at once and I mean that's not always the case I'm still poly and because we're still open to it that's still an arrangement that we have but uh, we're not actively neither of us are actively dating anyone else we're open to it if it happens to happen that way you know we're both fine with it as long as you know we communicate everything and it's consensual and you know it works out for everyone but um, at the moment he's my only partner still and yeah, neither of us are dating anyone else, so it's actually not a huge chunk of our life. If we're not actively dating anyone else, we're not, like, actively looking for that or, right. like, thinking about it. It's just sort of, like, okay, if it happens, whatever, we'd have that conversation. Okay, well, I think that's a good place to stop the first segment. Yeah, um, so we're going to take a break, and... We're going to get into misconceptions. Yeah, that's going to be up next, so stick around. We're going to go ahead and start the next segment of questions, starting with... Um, this one is the number one question mm-hmm. that you were asked. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, what what are the biggest misconceptions? Okay, um, the biggest one is that um, once you live a polyam lifestyle, it's sort of like a free-for-all. Like, people are just like dating a million people at once, you can do whatever you want without having to talk about it first, that it's like really you're, easy. You're flaunting, sexually yeah. active. Yeah, that you're just like, um, you know, really slutty or like whatever, you're, you're just like a glorified You'll hook cheater. up with anybody. Yeah, that you'll hook up with you'll anyone. You'll hook up with anybody. <laughs> oh my god, if okay, I had a dollar one... for every time someone assumed that I would hook up with him, only because I'm polyamorous. Because you're polyamorous. I would be a fucking millionaire. Uh, seriously, <laughs> I, mean, I would be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> because of that. Yeah, so Ugh. that, so what you're saying right now is that that is not a part of the polyamorous lifestyle. No, it's literally my life has changed very little from when I was in, you know, monogamous relationships. Like, besides, it's improved in the way that um, our communication is better. Me and um, my boyfriend currently are... Our communication is better because we have literally been kind of forced to, you know, deal head-on with negative emotions in a way that we can work through them in a constructive way and have, like, positive coping skills. So that, um, another, what's another misconception? I had another one in my head. Um, So we have the misconception that people who are polyamorous, uh, sleep with whoever. Whoever, yeah. Um, that they are sexually, like, uh like flaunts flaunting yeah like you know right people would like you feel like you've been targeted as a slut at times right for that um another misconception is that you can be in a relationship and you can date somebody 
but they're not allowed to date mm-hmm. anyone else, but you right. can date other people. That's so can you talk it, about yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So let's explain that one. So a lot of the comments that I have received in the past have been people being like, yeah, um, I wish I could be poly. Like I want to try it. Um, but I wouldn't let my, I wouldn't want my, my partner to be with other people. And it's like, okay, you literally just want to cheat then because that's, it has to, it's not fair to like, just not allow someone else to do the things that you're doing yourself. Okay. And it has to be, I mean, there, there are arrangements where that is a thing, but it's, it's, already agreed upon consensually from you know all angles that that is like okay like you know there are fetishes like you know um cuck fetishes where you know maybe the boyfriend likes the fact that his girlfriend is going out and doing whatever and then he likes to hear about it and gets off thinking about that and i wouldn't really even say that would be like i guess i don't know would that be considered that's not poly i guess that's just a different that's just a kink that's just a kink kink. but yeah so uh people conflate like the two the the two things when it's not really uh synonymous i guess okay so um here's one that um i think we've talked about in the past just the two of us but yeah and i think we've talked about it on a live once Mm -hmm. but what is the difference people are like oh so you're polyamorous so you are you um might have several husbands or whatever um and then you can't you know going along the lines of you can't date anybody else what's the difference between polygamy and and polyamory so um like religious especially like religious based polygamy like mostly it's based on the religious beliefs behind it and a lot of it is um to have the most children um i know like latter-day saints and some mormon beliefs are basically like uh it's a man's duty to just have as many children as possible so that they can be you know gods and have their own planets or whatever i don't know the exact yeah. things Wait, about what? it no i swear to god they're okay i'm not like well versed in yeah that. i've and and also in like 99% of those cases it's the the men are allowed to accumulate wives and children and the women are not you don't see the ships uh you know brother husbands it's only like sister wives okay you know? yeah like, yeah there's no there's no shows you know especially when it's like religious based that are uh women having multiple partners it's always men and it's always it's based in like a really like religious childbearing um like kind of sexist ideology okay and that's like completely different i think um you know polyamory can be really um empowering and i know one of the things that makes it work for us is that we can both do what each other can do it's not like oh i can do this but you can't right and if it was like that literally it would just be cheating let's talk about the empowerment that you were just saying i think that's such a good word to if that's if that's how you feel to go into description about you know how you feel empowered by this and um let's just talk about jealousy i think Mm. first um because you know as a monogamous person i uh tend to deal with some jealousy sometimes Mm -hmm. um i think that it's pretty common actually uh to feel jealous if Mm -hmm. your your significant other is you know talking to somebody else or whatever and um you you've told me in the past that this has helped you with Mm -hmm. dealing with jealousy it's made me a less jealous person yes okay yeah and um can you kind of expand on that like how yeah um so it's basically because it um 
every time those feelings have come up, which they come up a lot in the, you know, early stages of, you know, navigating this kind of relationship arrangement, um, we communicated through everything and got to the root of like, what is this jealousy rooted in? Is it rooted, is it rooted in fear that I'll leave you? Is it rooted in, I don't personally feel good enough that they're looking for someone else and secure and like insecurity. Is it rooted in, you know, comparing yourself to the other partner and any, we literally will unpack those feelings like the second they come up. There's okay. no dwelling on them. There's no like letting them manifest into something like really, really negative. They literally will be nipped in the bud like immediately. Okay. Like if, and we both become really good communicators through this lifestyle that, you know, if, um, like, for example, um, at one point, um, Hunter was like pursuing someone who's like a friend of mine and um, they wanted to have some alone time. But this person is my friend first and and friends with him so like I had we each had separate friendships with this person but they were going to spend some alone time together and I personally was like really hurt and I was like well wait why am I not invited because like I'm friend I'm friends with this person too and then I thought and then I but I expressed that like immediately and I was like um why am I not invited like this really hurts me this really this makes me feel jealous and then um you know he took the time to like talk me through that reassured me like it's not because like neither of us like we don't want to spend time with you like literally we're we're trying to get to know each other romantically so like we need alone time to do that okay and I understand then I understood that I was like oh yeah well that makes sense I mean I didn't bring him along on all my dates with new partners you know I don't bring him on my tinder dates well, actually, I have invited him when they weren't going well, and I needed an excuse to end them or leave or something. Really? I have done that before. Really? But only with people I, like, like, met for the first time. Okay. On a date. Not someone I, like, knew well and, like, okay. learned to, like, have, like, re- respect a lot or something. Right. But, um, yeah, so we'd, like, anytime we have a feeling like that, we will literally talk about it as soon as it comes up, work out, you know, why we feel that way. In the very beginning, when I first started dating my first other partner, um, you know, Hunter felt, was starting to feel jealous feelings, and actually, um, I was talking, he overheard one of my conversations, like, on accident, not, like, listening in a door or something, but he overheard (laughs) one of my conversations with a friend, and he just heard, you know, how much I had been just gushing about, like, both of my partners to this friend, like, and it didn't, there wasn't anyone I was, like, saying, like, oh my gosh, I like him more or anything. He just heard, like, I genuinely care about both of them, Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of quelled his jealous feelings a little bit because he at that moment told me like wow when I heard that I, I really did realize that you loving this person does not take away from how much you can love me mm-hmm. and I think that was like a big a big thing a big breakthrough for us and for that you know from that moment on we didn't really have as many issues come up and if they do we talk about it okay so you feel empowered by the fact that you don't have to feel that jealousy about, about yeah your your person. <laughs> yeah, I feel empowered because um, it gives me a lot of control over my life, you know, with like sex and dating and that I can do what I want and I can, you know, have the power to choose who I can be with without some societal pressure telling me that it's expected of me to only have one husband or whatever, like taking that power back and having an alternative lifestyle where I'm choosing how I live. And as long as everyone's on board with it, it's really empowering to live that way. And I'm choosing to. And it's also empowering because it's given me more power over my emotions because now I have better coping skills with jealousy and I don't feel as insecure. I've, I've found other ways to work through those feelings 
that uh, don't require just being validated by my singular partner. And it's completely understandable if you have a handle on your emotions, mm-hmm. you're going to feel empowered. I think that's a good place to stop for now um, mm-hmm. on this segment, and we're going to get into tips for beginners next. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break here, and that'll come up soon. keeping it going with the questions and answers about polyamory as a lifestyle this has been fun actually yeah yeah so far so good yeah um so like we said we're gonna talk about this tips for beginners now when you're starting this um you know trying to introduce this let's start with that let's so you're in a relationship (laughs) yeah you're in a relationship already Uh and you're trying to introduce and and you've decided this may be a way that i'd really like to love Uh um how would you suggest people go about that okay i was terrified i had been you know milling around the idea in my head for a little while before i brought it up but um I mean, it came out intuitively in the end, in the right time and setting, and it was met with, you know, open-mindedness from my partner, which I'm very lucky, but I would say, um, to, if you're going to have a conversation with your partner about this, to, like, gather your thoughts beforehand, gather your thoughts, maybe, like, write them down, um, don't just, like, blurt out, like, um... I want to date other people, okay? Like, are you cool with that? Whoa. You know, that would be really uh, abrasive. I think that sounds like a breakup. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean... It I think that sounds like a breakup. I'm sure someone would be kind of, like, scared and more defensive if you brought it up a little more ab- abruptly. Like, for me, I think, like, when I brought it up, I was just like, hey, you know, as a queer person, I honestly, I cannot, I can't honestly say that I'm going to always get what I need from just a singular heterosexual relationship right now in my life. Maybe at one point I will be able to, but right now I just don't feel like I can. You know, would you be open to, you know, me exploring that? And um, I try to be like kind of like word it in a way that was not very um, like abrasive or um, threatening, I guess, or that would like, I guess trying to word it in a way that doesn't give your partner any fear that this is like, a breakup or gonna go in a bad direction or that you're not having like your needs met just because they're not good enough or something and I think just gathering your thoughts and also having a good idea of issues that can come up in the beginning like you know if there is jealousy or insecurity that comes up what's driving that do you already have issues with anxiety or like not feeling good enough have you had toxic you know monogamy culture ideal ideologies ingrained in your head that you need to kind of work through um on your own I think it's good also we didn't do this so much but I think it's also a good idea to maybe have um some counseling um find a counselor who is you know friendly to like polyamory and if it's something that you're open to starting but you maybe need some outside help you know getting support through that um talking to someone, you know, getting mental health help through that. And also joining, um, Paul, um, polyam support groups is also really good. There's some really great ones on like Facebook. And before we like really delved into actual dating, like actually dating other people, I spent a lot of time reading about, about how it works. And, um, the one thing that helped us in the beginning is we had a conversation, we sat down and we came up with rules and the three rules we had were, um, 
Um, what was the first? Oh, the first one was, you know, to be safe, you know, um, like using protection or at least, you know, making sure that there's no like risk of like STDs and pregnancy and everything's consensual and safe. And the second rule was no sex with other partners in our shared home. And I think in the beginning, having that rule and that boundary set from the start helped, helped, um, my partner feel better that, you know, even if, um, you know, he didn't want to necessarily like, or he needed some time to adjust to what was going on. He knew that our home was a safe place that was our shared thing that did not belong to anyone else. And that was a big thing. And then another thing was um, always be honest about our, our, you know, comings and goings and dating with other people. Never lie about where we are. Um, but also, um, in the beginning, we had kind of a more don't ask, don't tell thing. And that was another huge thing. Like establishing that, I think knowing that you have the option with your existing partner to make the rules is really empowering for you together. Knowing that, like, you can set that boundary, like, hey, I don't really want to know all the details about what you're doing, um, so, like, is that okay that, you know, you just don't tell me, like, what all the details I don't want to know? You know, find out what works for you, or, you know, maybe if it feels better to know this is exactly what I did with this person, this is where we went, you know, find out what would make you the most comfortable, and then establish it from the very beginning, so that there's no fumbling around um, I had, there was an incident in the very, very beginning for us where I kind of crossed the boundary because we hadn't talked about it yet. And I, I made an assumption unfairly. I made an assumption that he would not want to know that I spent the night at someone else's house. Okay. And I assumed he didn't want to know that. So I actually made up, um, or I, I didn't make up, I omitted the information, like skirted around telling the truth a little bit because I'm, at the time, I was thinking, like, oh, well, if he was sleeping at someone else's house, I don't think I would want to know that. So I just applied that to him without talking it through. And right. then he, I actually found out later that it really deeply hurt him and hurt our trust that I did not tell him where I was and that I stayed the night with someone else. And he would have been fine with it had I just been honest. And then at that moment, we started the conversation where we made those boundaries very clear. And from that point on, we, we faced very minimal issues. Okay, um, so what I'm hearing is come prepared. <laughs> yes. Um, so if so, if people are so coming prepared, if people um, aren't sure, mm-hmm. you know. So one of the questions that you received, um, you know, through Instagram and everything, was um, how did you know you were poly? Like that's an interesting question because of the way it's phrased to me. Mm-hmm. How did you know you were poly? Mm-hmm. Um, because it so much of an identity yeah I mean it definitely and, can be yeah and so um I I guess I answer that just sit, like around um the question you know how did you know you're a poly so for new be- like beginners and mm. beginner tips like how do you explore that in a safe and healthy way mm-hmm. um because you know love is very much mm-hmm. attached to our mental fortitude yeah <laughs> so Um, I think it wasn't even, like, one clear moment that I, like, knew this was a lifestyle that I wanted. It was just sort of, like, it happened over time very kind of slowly and organically. And, you know, there might be a time in the future where we won't be anymore, where we'll close it back up and become monogamous. That's very possible. Um, 
but because of also some of the kinks that we've discovered in this, <laughs> that's not really yeah. what we need right now, so that's, yeah. it's fine, but um, yeah, I guess I, I just, I knew that I was queer. I knew that I wasn't only attracted to, you know, cis men, and that was something that will not go away, and so that did start the, um, I don't know, I guess, and the more I started detaching from the idea of needing validation and identity from having a singular partner give me that validation, I, and detaching from that really helped me realize that I could love in more than one way. And, um, yeah, that and addressing, you know, getting my needs met fr- through queerness is, those are two things that kind of helped me come to the conclusion that this was right for me. And I'm just lucky enough to be with a partner who it works out for him as well. Okay. Um, well, we're kind of coming to the end of this segment. Is there anything else that we want to address? It's part of polygamy is part of human nature. Monogamy is learned. So we are just getting a, um, a message through our Facebook live Mm. right now saying polygamy is part of human nature. Monogamy is learned. Okay. That's an interesting concept. I have definitely heard on both both sides of that. I've heard people say that like polyamory is the is the natural way and that having more than one partner is, you know, our human nature is driving us to do that. But then I've also and that monogamy is something that just happens, you know, culturally you learn, you know, from watching, you know, marriage institutions over time. And then I've also heard people say that monogamy because of you know, childbearing and things like that, that is natural and that polyamory goes against nature. I think personally that there, it depends on the person. I think that it comes completely naturally for people to be monogamous and it comes naturally for some people to be polyamorous. It has to do with your social conditioning, has to do with what you need in your life. You know, it could have to do with your sexual orientation. It can, has, there's so many different factors that I think you can kind of like erase the whole idea of like human nature and evolution out of that and like we're at a point in society where like we can kind of make these assumptions for our own life without having to like ask ourselves like what is natural you know um because i mean people will use the same logic to say homosexuality isn't natural when we that's not necessarily true at all so i think it just has to do with the individual and no way is worse or better than the other it has to do with what works for you Okay, I think that's it for today. Yeah, we're going to wrap things up now. So thank you for joining the conversation. Thank you for all your questions. They were really thought-provoking. It was really um, refreshing for me personally to go through all these things and like kind of like revisit my thoughts about them. Um, you know, it's good to check in with yourself, check in with your partner, partners, check in with, you know, what works for you and... And this was a really eye-opening exercise for me. So okay. It was cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for joining us. And this is The Take Up with... Gazer Baby. <laughs> and I'm here with Case Graham. That's her Instagram handle. Uh, feel free to follow her too. And we will talk to you guys later.